In today's episode, we are talking about the three components for expansion and transformation in your life. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Manifest Your Best Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Jovanovich, international mindset and manifestation coach and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each episode, I'll be bringing you the tips, tools, and troubleshooting you need to unlock your next level with ease. Plus, discover how to feel more joy, confidence, and magic all along the way. Thank you so much for being here. It's time to manifest your best life. Hello, hello. Welcome to season two. Season two of the Manifest Your Best Life podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am so excited for this season. We have so much good stuff coming up. And I really think that the theme of this season is going to be around owning your power, just really diving in deeper of what does that look like and how does that change things. And that really kind of is, you'll notice that as the undercurrent of upcoming episodes because I really firmly believe that when you own your power, the ripple effect of that changes the world. Like think about what would change in your life if you were really owning and operating in your power. And that starts to illuminate maybe areas of your life that you've been just giving your power away, outsourcing your power, saying, you know, oh, well, because of this circumstance, I can't be or do or have that thing that I desire. Or until this circumstance is different, I can't have that different outcome or I can't become that different version of myself, which this is just one way of viewing things. It's not truth. It's it's not fact. It's just a decision that oftentimes we make uh, by default. And so part of owning your power is realizing, oh, wait, my circumstances aren't the things that are running the show. And so if I choose transformation, I can have transformation. And so today I want to I share with you, I, I broke them down into three parts for true transformation. And these were inspired by my trip to Sedona. I went to Sedona, oh, just last weekend. I've never been. I've never, ever been. I've been to Arizona a lot. I've been to Scottsdale, Glendale, uh, Chandler, Gilbert, Phoenix, like all of those areas, but I've never, ever, ever been to Sedona. And it's kind of like in my mind, I held it as this sacred thing, like that the I wanted it to be something special that this unique opportunity would bring me there. And that's exactly what happened. And so it's just kind of been on in the back of my mind, I would say for years and years now where I thought, oh yeah, Sedona, I want to do that. I want to do that. So it was so fun. I was able to go there, meet a good girlfriend of mine there and hop in the car and drive over to Sedona. And we were actually meeting a group of people that we are all in a program together. And you'll hear me talk more about that on Instagram and how that program has really changed so much of my life. And so you can find out more over there. Um, But we are all together to do just some cool things to then be able to share this program with our own audiences. And that really got me thinking about transformation and kind of these three parts of it. If we're wanting to experience transformation today. If we're wanting, because there's like a transformation where like you can use the gym analogy. If you're wanting to go start a fitness routine and you're wanting to feel healthier and move your body, and if you're wanting to measure results, it might take you a little bit of time to see a transformation that you're wanting to see and to experience that shift from like, oh, I, I dread working out to this is part of who I am and I just do this every day. That takes some time to instill that within you. So I was thinking about what about those things that that can create those aha moments, those epiphanies, those realizations where I call them little line in the sand moments where it's this marker in time where you you know that you're no longer going back. You're only going forward. And even if you go back into that habit 
or you find yourself, you know, quote unquote, falling backwards, you, it's it's not really going backwards because you've already recalibrated to that new line. So it's just a matter of having your habit calibrate to that new way too. So I, I was just thinking about, I mean, there's so many things from Sedona. Like if you haven't been there, it's gorgeous. Like the Red Rocks, like you see it on Instagram all the time. It doesn't do it justice. It is incredible. It's breathtaking. I have now since Sedona decided I am a hiker girl. I am going to just be hiking all the time. I live by, right by trails. I can walk out my door and like go find trails and I just haven't really done it very much in my adulthood. So that's a new thing that's on on my mind now of finding hikes that I'm going to go out and enjoy and I'm so looking forward to that. And I just could tell, I could sense while I was going on some of these hikes at this incredible surrounding, everybody talks about the energy of Sedona and it really does, it, it is just an incredible energy and it's something that I think that every time Every individual goes and experiences something different. And I think it's one of those things where I can go back again and I'll have a different experience. Maybe it's same location, but fresh eyes, you know, same same location, but I'm bringing new circumstances, new situation, new levels of understanding that allow the energy of Sedona to work its magic in a new way. And so if you've been there, you get what I mean. And if you haven't been there, you're like, what? What do you mean? And so when you go there, then shoot me a DM because she'll be like, I get it. I get it. It just... It's all, it's subtle. It can be subtle, but it's just when you're aware of it, you're like, oh, wow, this feels kind of cool. So there, there really is an energy of transformation, but it's different than this, this get up and go, like hustle to it type of thing. It's, it's so internal. And so as I've been contemplating my experience there and some of the transformation I experienced, these are the three components. So the first one that I want to talk about is cultivating openness, openness within your mind. You have to have space to have transformation. And so this is being able to carve out time to, to have this space within ourselves. So if you think about your day to day, there's a lot of motion, a lot of activity. And if we're wanting to experience transformation we and, and have this be led by our inner wisdom, we have to have openness of our mind where we're open and, and really in our heart and our mind to learn something new, to be open to something new, to be open to learning something that we didn't see coming and have the space to do so. So in Sedona, I had a very open mind, open heart, was having really great conversations, but then I had a lot of space built into otherwise busy days to just be with my own thoughts, to be with myself and to enjoy my own company <laughs> when we would reach different parts of hikes and, and just be able to enjoy the stillness there. And that's something, so if we bring it back into regular life, if you're not on a vacation in Sedona, what can you do to create that openness in your schedule? And this isn't to be defined as hours. It's not necessarily time in that way, but it's what's going around in your head all the time. What's going around in your heart? What's going around in your central nervous system? Are you even open to receive something more? And that's something where depending on the day, you might have a different answer, but have we ever stopped to think really, how open do I feel to learn something new? How open am I to to experience something new, to look at things differently, to have a fresh perspective? And when that becomes the intention, so Yes, we're carving out space for this matched with, though, the intention of openness, the, the intention to learn something we didn't know before, to have our inner wisdom, our divine knowing lead us to the next 
level of understanding. And think about how cool this would be in your business if this became something that was really practiced. Because in our business, sometimes we get caught up in the to-dos and the have-to-dos and the execution. And those things are so good and wonderful and things I love doing. But what if we also prioritize this this openness, this ability to have this inspiration. In the manifestation realm, when I've broken it down, which you can refer to earlier episodes for the four E's of manifesting, that fourth E is to engage in the action that's aligned and congruent with the outcome you desire. And so part of that aligned action would also include that openness to be inspired, to have that nudge, to have that inner guidance system leading the way. And it unlocks magic. It unlocks joy. It unlocks and and allows you to sense your power and own your power in a new way. So talk about transformation. That that in and of itself, you could do just that, incorporate just that and start to see the transformation right before your very eyes. But you would even if you could just measure, you know, the before and after in a day where you had intentional openness and intentional desire to be led from within that would even be defined as a transformation. That could even be your before and after. Cool, right? All right, so not step, but number two here, second component is contemplation. And this goes right along, like if we have this openness and so we're creating openness in our mind and in our heart, we're creating space within our habit of thinking and within the motion that we're taking every day so that we have this bandwidth within our mind to incorporate and understand and reflect upon and hear things shift our perspective there's also part of that 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 may and these really do go hand in hand is the contemplation when when we contemplate things that that's how we gain wisdom when we really are internalizing something in going to that introspective space that's what creates the wisdom But what I've found is people get busy in the day-to-day, busy doing good things, busy doing awesome things, busy living their dream life, but is there room for contemplation? When you hear a phrase, when you witness something before your very eyes, when you're on a hike in Sedona, when you're having high-level conversations or interesting interactions, interactions that you prefer or that you don't prefer, are you taking time to contemplate? Or are you just gathering data? You know, when we look at reading a book, are you reading a book just so you can get through it and you can gather the information? Well, that's not wrong. That's not bad. But does it create wisdom? And you know that there's a difference when you're reading something to just gather information and be able to regurgitate facts versus being able to take in a line and really contemplate it, let it settle in so you can think for yourself of what does this mean to me? What's my understanding and interpretation of this? How does this apply to my life? How does this fit in into my life and my way that I like to carry myself and what's in integrity for me? That is a strong difference and that is what creates wisdom. I'm remembering back when my kids were little, little and maybe my oldest wasn't even one yet and I was pregnant with baby number two and I was just thinking, I was in strong observation of other parents and just seeing like, what kind of parent do I want to be? What kind of mom do I want to be? Especially as the kids get older and and we have to guide them along a little bit more than I do now that like things like discipline or uh you know, how, whatever, whatever your philosophy is as a parent, like those things are going to start to, to be 
relevant. And I remember watching some people and thinking, oh gosh, how do they just know the right thing to say at the right time? And then seeing other things that were not what I preferred. I could, I felt like it was more about control and and force and and making the kids look good so that the parent or making the kids do something so the parents looked good. And that didn't really for me, for me, that didn't really feel good. But then I saw this other way of operating where I thought, gosh, that's how, how, how do you operate and know what the right thing to say? And it occurred to me that that's wisdom. That's wisdom. That's wisdom gleaned from contemplation of principles. And so that's something that I began the practice of, of like, what is the principle that I want to incorporate in parenting? What's the principle? What's the concept that I would like my child to understand? And then through contemplation and introspection of it, it becomes wisdom. So that in situations where the circumstances are different, you can pull from that, okay, okay, well, what's the principle that applies here? And speak from from the wisdom because you've contemplated it. Now, this is not just for that one situation in my life, but it's been something that's been a learning lesson because I knew that I wanted that so badly back as a, as a young mom just starting out that I really wanted to be able to have more tools and more, not just more knowledge, I really wanted wisdom so that I could be able to parent my kids in the way that felt aligned for me. And so when we're talking about transformation, where in your life do you desire transformation? Where do you desire things to be different? And the the foundation of that is that you get to become first. You get to become that version of you in order to then have that outcome and to hold space for that outcome you desire. So it makes sense if it's all about who we're being that this contemplation is essential to to contemplate, to internalize, to be introspective and pass it through our own filters, our own belief systems to, to then create the wisdom at the end for us. And there is no shortage of this. There, Think of how many Instagram posts, how many quotes you read a day, how many podcasts you listen to, how many things that you see on billboards, uh, how many interactions do you have a day, how many movies do you watch or shows that you watch that you see interactions. In any of those, there is such powerful wisdom to to be gleaned from it. But we have to do our part of contemplation. And so if we're wanting this transformation that can happen in a day, we can even just begin this this commitment to contemplation. So I think back to Sedona and there was conversations that I had where then they would be on my mind and I would sit in contemplation of them. Well, you'd take a hike and I'd have some time by myself at the at the top and I would think, what what do I want to contemplate right now? And the tendency may be to overcomplicate this, to overwhelm ourselves with this, to hustle our way through this. But really, this is more of like a soft and gentle flow into the contemplation. And so if it's this soft and gentle flow, then it allows us to be open even more. And so if we're matched with the openness in our mind and in our heart, and we've created the space within our existence to then be able to contemplate what we're observing that creates the wisdom. And that wisdom is what facilitates that. It's, it's how we know that that transformation has occurred from within. And so think of that, like little highlight moments in your day where you can contemplate something. And maybe it's when you're in the carpool lane waiting to pick your kids up. Maybe when it's you're driving to the gym. Maybe it's before you fall asleep. Find what works for you. And it doesn't have to be a perfect setup, a perfect circumstance, but just really think of what would 
what would allow me to be in contemplation? And as we bump that up as a priority to be in contemplation, you will see how much opportunity that, that there is for that. And it's really incredible. It like opens up to this whole new world, this whole new realm of of possibility, really, because we're shifting our perspective. We're seeing things in a new way. We're unlocking our next level by owning our power. And we're owning our power by turning within, by being in contemplation of the external, but allowing our inner wisdom to be the guide that experiences it and then decides what the lesson is for us and what what does it mean according to our own definition versus something external coming and imposing upon us. All right, the third thing for transformation and and really for expansion. And so we're using the word transformation. This could really be for expansion. So when we're expanding, you know that transformation is already underway. When you are intentionally expanding, which is the whole purpose of life, it's not to ever have it figured all the way out. It's not to have it perfect. It's to be on this ongoing journey of expansion. And when we do that intentionally, we, you know, that's where we get that fulfillment and that joy and experience that zest for life. And so when we go to that third part, it's the people, the people you're hanging out with. What communities are you in? Who are you interacting with more often than not? Is it someone that is aligned with where you're going or holding you back from that? That was something that was so clear when I was in Sedona, being able to have incredible conversations as I'm hiking in a new place, to be able to hear someone else's uh, thoughts and voice and heart as, you know, I think of a couple conversations and they're, they are sharing their own contemplations, their own, you know, their own thoughts that are going in their mind, their own desire for increased openness and space in their life, their their search for clarity, their search for their next level, their search for the next steps. And all of that is so profoundly powerful when you're in conversations like that around people, even if the conversations aren't happening around the clock, if you're around people that that's what's important to them, contrast that. Is that going to support you? Is that more of a match for your vision versus not having that? And this is where it can be really tough because sometimes we have this awakening and realize that we have to change the circle we've been hanging out in. And it doesn't mean that anybody that we're around is, has been bad or wrong or good or right. It's not about that. It's just when we are expanding and prioritizing transformation in our life, it makes sense that there's going to be new, a new evolution of who we're hanging out with. But to intentionally prioritize that, to seek out or create yourself that type of community to find people where those conversations occur, that's going to increase your expansion. It's going to expedite your expansion and therefore expedite your transformation. So again, the three things today, openness, contemplation, and the people you're hanging out with. And that is how you manifest your best life. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Manifest Your Best Life podcast. All right, if this was helpful, then please just take a few seconds and leave a five-star rating and leave a review. This would mean so much to me and it'll help even more people manifest their best life. Until next time, bye-bye.